Hey there, this is Bobby with the Rock Guys Podcast, and you are listening to Marv Smooth on the Pods Like Us Podcast. Check him out. Hello and welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Quibell, known to my friends as Marv, and this time I am joined by Bob Brunette from the Rock Guys podcast. What's going on, everyone? Hey, hey, Bobby. Thanks for sticking around. Oh, no problem. <laughs> oh, dear. Just sitting here smoking weed, so we're all good. That's good, yes. So what? what's your earliest musical memory then, Bob? Oh, my earliest musical memory. Eight years old, Rolling Stones at the Olympic Stadium in Montreal. Wow. I remember that day, my older brother took me, and it, I was in awe the whole night. I was also sicker than a dog, but I was in awe the whole night. The uh, light show they put on, the, the solos, the, oh, it's insane. So would the Rolling Stones have been the first album and possibly single that you bought then? No, actually, my first album uh, was a cassette and it was uh, ACDC Back in Black. Wow. Starting with a uh, classic. Oh, yeah. Start, I started off with that. But my first metal song I ever heard, which actually flipped me over to turn me towards metal and hard rock was master of puppets by Metallica. When they hit that, that section of just the bass going yeah. on, it, it was, it was just, I just mesmerized me. I walked in on my friend who was banging this chick. I was like, what the hell's going on? What is this? He goes, man, I'm kind of, no, what is this? I had to know who was playing. Like, I mean, yeah. of course I was stoned, but I had to know who was playing. And yeah, I found out it was Metallica and then I was just mesmerized by it. Wow. But cool. it was just funny because afterwards, uh, I ended up going to a kind of flea market and that's where I, I found the uh, ACDC album. And I was going through the like the, the rack that they had and, and going through checking out the songs and, and the music. And and I looked at um for those about to rock, and it's got that cannon on it, right? So it's yep. a very distinctive. And I'm checking it out, and I'm like, you know, that's a cool, cool label. And then I looked down and I saw the back and black one down below, and I said, 
oh shit <laughs> and i reached down for that and the the guy well he wasn't much older than me but the guy at the counter that I, you know that you have to pay he turned around and said no no don't take that one don't take that one and he says take the other one you'll like that one a lot more and i'm like uh, no i'm gonna stick with this one i'm glad i did yeah yeah, it, it, yeah. it's an amazing album it flawless is it, is it your favorite ACDC album? Oh, that's a mean question to ask. I'm so sorry. All I could do is give a top five, I think, of ACDC. Uh, see, even their new one that they just came out with friggin' rocks. There's it really does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it blew my mind when I heard that on the radio for the first time. I said, Jesus Christ, this band sounds just like ACDC. Yeah. And lo and behold, it's ACDC. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, their sound has not changed. They're amazing. Well, they're still using music that was written with, with Malcolm, aren't they? I think. That's from yeah, well, he old. had written, yeah, he had written a whole Malcolm, man, this guy was a genius. He wrote a yeah. whole shit. I think they said that they may have enough for like a, a small EP or something. Yep. still of songs and it's like fuck yeah <laughs> it's like you know yeah you know, the i mean music yeah is, uh... i mean even, even angus has said in interviews even while malcolm was alive he said that you know acdc wouldn't be what they are if it wasn't for malcolm's riffs oh definitely yeah you know? but now now malcolm's cousin or nephew it's sorry a, nephew oh, is taking yeah. over right yeah for... is, is it stevie is that his name or something Ste yeah Ste stevie young is it or something well of course it's young but, uh, yeah oh, i believe yeah. it is stevie yeah I, well yeah. i covered them on one of my episodes and now i can't remember that's just so yeah they are an amazing band they they haven't changed they just haven't changed their classics no and um if if, if i might just say uh to people listening a uh you know that there are albums that people go or gravitate towards with ACDC, like the Back in Black, the For your, Those About to Rock, and I suppose Highway to Hell as well. They're the three that people normally go to. Right. But I would suggest to people that they probably have a good listen to Power Age as well, because I think that's a phenomenal album. That there's there's no album that ACDC has made that has been. Um, a complete disaster. No, no. Even the, Razor's like, Edge has, is, has got some awesome stuff on it. It, it does. It's got some awesome riffs. Each yeah. song has a own special rift, and it, it's not um, it's not copied amongst songs. Like, not each song is sound the same, but each song feels the same. Yeah. You know, it, it makes you feel like, oh, yeah, this is this is rock, man. This is rock. Yeah, and from the very beginning, you know, with with high voltage, they hit the mark straight straight away immediately. They they were they were there, right, right. And even uh, even Crocus, like they, they, I don't know if you heard the new episode on the yep. Rock Guys podcast mm -hmm. of uh, Crocus, where they actually turned into an ACDC band because they they copied everything from them. Now. I, I don't call them an ACDC band. Their music is their music. 
just yep. because they sound like another band somewhat. And the only recognizable trait is the way they cut their words in. Right. You know, and shout and the screaming and the level, like this, the sound is there, but you know, there's a difference. Yeah. It's, it's like a lot of bands where they'll take inspiration from, from, you know, bands that they love and artists that they love, but then they, they, make their own sound based on that so they aren't they end up being a carbon copy but those bands and artists that they love is what sort of makes them what they are they use that to make their own individual sound it really creates their energy yeah yeah like i'm, I'm trying to think um um like um def leopard would have been inspired influenced by uh, the sweet and a lot of glam bon glam bands from the from the seventies, but they don't sound like a glam rock band. Right, exactly. Yeah, they're they're. Who'd you say honeymoon sweet? Uh, Def Leppard. They they were inspired influenced by by the sweet, weren't they? You know who did who did ballroom blitz and songs like that. Oh right, okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> I kind of misunderstood there. Uh, yeah, they they were. They didn't sound a lot of the the rock in the eighties has to be understood for for the guitar playing and and the voice levels. Yeah. Like I, I look, I don't look at uh, Def Leppard the same way I'd look at Metallica. No, you know, Def Leppard is more of a was it pop rock? Because pop rock's another one, but that's not pop rock. That's more like a see. Drawing a blank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't think now. And I, I know that they, I know that they call themselves in you know, uh, part of the new wave of British heavy metal, but that's that's like a catch-all for all groups that were it, around it at that is, time. Really, it's true. Any any uh, rock and metal bands coming out of Britain, or oh, that's it. They were in there. That was them. That's their influence. Other bands that were in that, like uh, uh, back when you know when they started, probably Samson and mm -hmm. Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. At that right. point, when they had um, when before they had uh, Bruce, you know, and they had uh, Paul Diano, um, they were they were all put under the same umbrella of of uh, new wave of British heavy metal, but they didn't sound like each other at all. Right, they were, they were all completely all different. Completely different. But it's like a lot of music, you know, genres. If you put people into a put bands into a into a pigeonhole, you'll always find these bands where you'll think, actually, I don't think they sound like that band that are classed as the same style of music. You know, it's yeah. Sometimes genre can be not a good thing. <laughs> so true. Yes. So, what do you think about female bands? Um. I'm cool with that, you know. There's uh, what female bands have you got that are cool, like probably uh, the, the Runaways. I suppose they'd be the they right, be the they be the origins of female bands, wouldn't they? I suppose of a completely female band, anyway. Well, see that that's what I was thinking about doing, like a, a few episodes on is just female bands, like uh, female rockers, and yeah, because of course then you can go from how. Um, 
how the runaways led to so much then because you had the solo career of uh, Lita Ford that stemmed from that and then you've got exactly and then of course you've got Joan Jett and the Black Arts that leads from that and you, you know it's, it's that I was saying to you outside of this in the chats you know there's right. all these groups where you've got all these family trees like the Black Sabbath family tree and all these you've got so many offshoots it's it's amazing it, it's true I mean they all stem from one certain point right yeah absolutely yeah but I, I think that's a cool idea yeah but um... I, th I thought you'd be doing shows that, that would have female acts in the, in the Eventually, venue. Eventually, yeah, I'd be getting to that. Because, anyway. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, music's not going anywhere, right? No. So I'll no. always have something to cover. But then uh, sometimes I like, I like rock in a uh, smaller venue. I mean... Not Iron Maiden, because, but Iron Maiden, yes. But I, when I saw Iron Maiden, they played a, a, a relatively large venue. They played right, the... like stadiums and, yes, like huge venues. You like kind of like what I like, and that's bar, bar players. Like you yes. go down to your little club where it fits uh, two to 300 people or yeah. hear the bands there. Yeah, and that's where you find where the artist starts, right? Yeah, I mean, I I've, I've, I've played those clubs, so yeah, yeah. myself <laughs> in bands, so, but um, yeah, so I made and I saw at uh, an arena in, in Nottingham, but what I'm going to is Rock City in Nottingham, it's, it's a, a, I'm, I'm guessing you've probably heard of it because it's quite a famous venue, Rock City in Nottingham, I saw Slasher's Snake Pit there, and that was that was incredible. I mean, it's like it's almost like rock works better in a way in that sort of atmosphere because it's it's dark and it's sort of dingy and the the, the floors are sticky, you know. And <laughs> right. you, you know, you've got beer all over the place. It's it's made for that sort of music, that venue. I exactly. think that sort of yeah, thing. yeah. But yeah, when you start playing like large stages and concerts, it's the sounds lost. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't feel like, you know, sure, you're at a show, but you're half a mile away from the singer, you know? Yeah, but then I got caught out with that when I went to see, um, oh, I went to see Motley Crue at uh, Manchester. And they, because uh, I'm only, I'm not quite, I'm almost halfway across the floor where I was. And then suddenly they made they made the way somewhere or another from for the for the encore they came back but they came to they do they did uh, home sweet home on a little stage that they got in the middle of the actual floor oh no way right nice. next to me so i'm i'm like probably 10 feet away from nikki tommy oh, that's uh, awesome. you know and mick mars and why is his name escaping me? Uh, Vince Neil. You know, no, I'm, I'm only like 10, 10 feet away or something from them. And that was like, wow. Whereas before, up until then, I was so far away from the stage. I could still see them, but like a bit small, almost like looking at a, a G.I. Joe figurine, I suppose. Right. And especially on the floor, it's not like you have a clear view, right? 
Like I'm not a tall guy. So when I was at the concerts on the floor, it wasn't that great. <laughs> no, no, that's true. But there's a better, there's a better atmosphere on the floor. Cause it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rage Against the Machine, that the whole floor at Wembley Arena was was like a mosh pit. Every oh, it, it was wow. True. The atmosphere there was yeah. You know what that 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 kind of reminds me because like when you asked me my favorite concert before, uh, I was thinking of inside venues. Yep. But there's one concert that I remember going to, and it was the um, Heavy Montreal concert. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Oh, yep. you're gonna edit that out, right? Okay. Yep. All right. So, and the Heavy Montreal concert was actually held on an island where they had the F1 races. Wow. At yep. in and in on the same yep. island that houses the uh, Six Flags that's there as well. Yeah. So it's all a big like island assembly in the heart of Montreal. So it's amazing, and they held a concert involving. Um, there was five acts. I don't remember them all. I know I went to see Avenged Sevenfold, and that's wow. the one I yeah. I remember that, that was loud. There was um, Bullet for My Valentine. Yeah. There was a couple of others I don't really know very well. So it could be just th some heavy duty thrash metal. Like I, I I'm not very big on the death metal and the. The stuff I can't understand, I can't make out. Yep. I don't knock it, but it's not my thing. Okay. So where, where would you stand on like progressive metal, like uh, Leprous and Between the Buried and Me and bands like that? No, they're great. Um, yep. All the new rock that's coming out, like I, I do listen to our local rock station, so it's not like I'm, a, you know, a, a ignorant or whatever. Yep. Um. I haven't explored a lot of the newer music like outside my general uh, region, but w when I find some time, I'd like to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've got I've got lots of uh, that sort of thing. I'm quite heavy into the into the progressive side of music. I'll I'll put it that way. But then again, I think there's progressive elements to Iron Maiden. What do you mean the progressive element? Um. I think sometimes their music, because it's not the bog standard verse, chorus, probably a middle eight, and then the instrumental or something, you, you'll find something like the rhyme of the ancient mariner, or um, oh, right, yeah, like or, just all over the place. They're they're having like dual so solos going on, and yeah, I mean that that one from the last album that Bruce wrote that goes everywhere. Empire is it Empire of the Clouds? Yes. Uh, yes. And that song goes all over the place. And uh, Br Bruce's piano playing on that is brilliant. It works perfectly. You know, I'm going to have to re-listen to that. But but like I said, I mean, that, that's the sort of song where, because I do know that Steve Steve uh, Harris said that he's he was very much, he's, he's very much a big fan of bands like uh, Jethro Tull and Yes yeah and deep purple and yeah and deep purple who who have some sort of that way as well so so it's it's no surprise really that steve would occasionally and bruce i suppose as being inspired it, I, I suppose it would be natural that they would probably go more for the long form song 
as a almost like exercise in doing something that's a bit different. Right. Yeah. Other than the, you know, kick ass singles that they, that they do like, you know, um, uh, the, well, the clairvoyant isn't standard, is it? That was actually nice. Yeah. It's nice, but that's not a bog standard song either. It's not. No. (laughs) It's it's definitely all over the place. Yeah. Two minutes to midnight. I suppose that's probably the more the more simple structure that most simple structure they probably use for a song. I would have thought. Oh, wait, I'm sure there's another. <laughs> I just can't think right now. Run to the hills is uh, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. Bridge, solo, uh, chorus twice, and finished. I think is it. Are you testing me right now? No, no I'm testing myself. <laughs> I think it is actually. Yeah, I think that's bog standard. Just three sections that are, are uh, that are sort of like arranged that way. Yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm sorry I should. That, yeah, maybe yeah. I should interview you. <laughs> so, um, tell me. <laughs> go on, go on then. So, tell you. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into this. Tell me who your favorite singer is, and why. Um, are we going out of the rock realm? If I, rock realm, if uh, I say that my favourite singer is Freddie Mercury, no. no, no, that's still definitely within the rock realm. Realm, I I would say rock. Oh, man, I would yeah, say Freddie Mercury that. because uh, you, you can never when you're listening to Queen, especially in the seventies, when you're listen, listening to Queen and even later on on innuendo you don't really know what to expect because there's certain different voicings that he will use and he's got that incredible range and he won't always so he might have a softer side on one song then suddenly you'll get a headlong and you'll think hot damn where's that come from that's not the bloke that did these are the days of our lives this is but it is so he's got that incredible rounded or he did have that that amazing rounded voice even at the end that it's astounding to listen to and it's got a hell of a lot of power to it at the same time that's what i was going to say i was going to say his voice does have uh, an extreme amount of power and um yeah it's unmistakable absolutely I mean, you've got you've got copiers and that say that they can copy him but you you know the difference absolutely yeah you know if you yeah. hear him singing the freddie mercury songs that's not free no, 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 no. I mean, even I, th- I think I've heard Adam Lambert say that he he sings the songs, but he said he's not doing, he's he's not trying to do an impersonation or sound like Freddie. He's trying to sound like himself singing that song, because he just said, I think he said in an interview once, you don't do that. You just don't try and do that. He said because you'll never have, you'll never get to that level, no matter how hard you try. Exactly, and it'll be so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. But um, there you go. You've got the answer. And um, well, my, no, that's um, a very my, good answer, yeah. actually. My my favorite band, think. my favorite band as well. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I've done all these it, podcasts with people who do Beatles podcast. Never talked to anyone who does a Queen one, but my favorite band's Queen. There, you go. <laughs> there are a lot of Beatles podcasts out there. I've noticed. Indeed, yes. I've only touched the surface of those so far. You know, I did have 
I, I, I did have my choice for favorite singer, but you know what? You, you put up a good argument with Freddie Mercury, but I'm still leaning towards Bruce Dickinson with his uh, yes. yeah. deep bellowing voice. I mean, that's a unmistakable sound too. And, and and as an aside, I will say I liked um, when when uh, Ronnie James Dio died. Um, there was a lovely tribute by Ozzy. Who, you know, Oz, Ozzy said, you know, uh, you know, he he said Ozzy said, I sort of did the songs. He said, but Ronnie sang the damn songs, and he knew how to sing. He said. <laughs> And but thought, also on the on yeah. the same note, Ronnie, when he was coming into the studio, says, "I can't sound like Ozzy. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't be better than him." <laughs> so, Which is a good so, thing because if if he sounded like, I mean, because he sounds the way, sounded the way that he did, Ronnie, you got an amazing, incredible album like Mob Rules. Mob Rules, you know, or, or or that song itself, you know, the the Black Sabbath album, Mob Rules. Oh, okay. Ronnie's voice on the on the uh, on the title track is killer. He's a really oh, good vocal. Oh, he's no, he is an awesome vocalist. Ronnie yeah. James is one of those those singers that oh, that's Ronnie. That's Ronnie. You know, you respect Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, when uh, when, when so when many Rick, singers have molded Richie, themselves. Yeah, when Richie Blackmore discovered Ronnie, he, he discovered gold there. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. So go, go on then, Bob. What were you going to say? Well, I was just talking about Bruce Dickinson and all that. Yeah. You, go on then. Ex explain Bruce Dickinson then, uh, you know, about well, his voice. If, if you listen to Bruce's uh, best one, I'm trying to think of the best one. Yeah, One, one of their classics. I think it's uh, might be Number of the Beast. I yeah. could be wrong. Uh, where he just holds the tone and he holds the tone for a long period of time where I try and I'm out of breath completely by the time it's yeah. over. Like, uh, and a very steady, not like, you know, like changing. Yes. He holds it for about eight bars. That note. Yes. Yes. And what it's was like, that on? Was that on? Uh... Damn. I can't remember. Um, for people that Only don't, day, people, uh... that, people that don't know metal, you could put it along similar lines to the the soul singer Bill Withers when he does "Lovely Day" and he holds that day for absolutely so long. If you know the song "Lovely Day" by Bill Withers, I know it's not rock, but I'm just saying to people who might not listen to rock, it's on that same sort of thing where it just holds that note for so long. It's it's almost mind blowing that you can hold well, that for that long. So people don't like rock. Should they even be listening? No, I'm just kidding. That's true. All fans are welcome. That's right. And go and <laughs> go and listen to rock and expand your knowledge. Go on. No, well, maybe I should do the reverse and go listen to that song too. <laughs> and I'll I'll have to listen to the uh, episode again to get that or get it from you at the end of the show. Who it was? But Bill Withers. But he's he's more of a soul singer, isn't he? I think yeah. So, soul's I, not I, bad. Soul's not bad. No, soul's not bad. R and B's not bad. Reggae's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Okay. So, so if if I press stop record now, but we keep the keep the chat going, we'll see what happens. Okay, and then you do the it, same. It should, yeah, yeah. 